hey, hey. So we're recording a new episode of the Q Chat. This is the live virtual version <laughs> where we're talking about, of course, just how life has kind of changed since the Rona, but in the virtual aspect. So I have my podcast partner in crime, Miss Courtney Podgy with me. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? I already know, but thought I'd ask. <laughs> We're all washing our hands and being responsible, I would hope. And we're all probably Instagram. <laughs> so one of the first things I want to start off with was just Instagram in general. I mean, Instagram, as anybody that knows me knows, I love Instagram, but the lives are a trip. We got the battles. Um, I don't even know where to start, but I definitely, matter of fact, you know, I do know where I want to start. I have to bring up what happened last night <laughs> during the Teddy Riley and Babyface battle. First of all, let me just say, when I say I love Babyface, okay, like anything that man has recorded and anything, I love him. But Right, and no matter with whom. Right. Okay. I mean, he's excellent. His production, his his own personal albums, everything. So mm-hmm. I, I was all for it. And ironically, Babyface had the coronavirus, which is why it had got rescheduled previously. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. What a shame that this poor man nursed himself back to health for this debacle that happened last <laughs> night. Got out of Corona bed. Now, here's the thing. Heard, you tell me I got the right information. Well, Teddy Riley was trying to do too much. Baby, let me tell you what Teddy Riley was trying to do, okay? So, as I commented actually on his page, all he now said it best, all you needed was one mic. Baby, Teddy Riley had about 50 mics, girl. He had an entourage. He was trying to do the Cabbage Patch. He was trying to mix. He was trying to sing and perform the songs. He had broke out a Ouija board. He was trying to get Michael Jackson to um, do Remember Time and Jam. It was too much. He was doing too much. (laughs) Babyface played three songs. And if I'm not mistaken, all the damn songs seemed like they was Bobby Brown songs. And he still won the battle. (laughs) It was was insane. It was shameful. I was embarrassed. (laughs) You are saying, let me show you how much I feel I'm about to lose this battle that I got to bring my entire gang, entourage, whatever. We ain't going to socially distance. I'm breaking all the rules so I can just, you know, Baby. really show y'all how it, that's what it feels like to me, that he feels Baby like face. he all the Here's the sad part. Babyface even, I don't know if it was intentional, but he was petty, and he even made a comment like, well, you know, I'm just over here social distancing. <laughs> because Teddy Riley had like a billion people. And it was like, what are you doing, boo-boo? Like, did you check their temperatures at least before they got into this live with you? It was ridiculous. Oh and it, the echo was horrible when it first started. Now, when I first logged into the live, it hadn't started yet. Okay, so it was just Teddy just doing all this extra mess and Babyface just sitting there, girl, looking like he had just finished singing with appeal to his loved ones. Being baby. Being baby. Right, just being just being a, a little gentle baby. Just just relax. I was just like, this is shameful. And then you know the sad part I remember, and this is all for my New Orleans folks, or just anybody that goes to the Essence Fest. I went the last time I went to Essence, I want to say that was either 2017 or 2018 when Janet was here and Teddy performed. Mm-hmm. Teddy had sound problems. If anybody remembers, I, I need y'all to comment when I post this to Instagram. He had sound problems at Essence too. And yeah, I just yeah. remembered that last night and I was like, that's it, I'm out. I can't. Because <laughs> I was dying laughing at the memes for hours to the point I was like, I'm going to need my inhaler. And when it dawned on me about Essence and people were writing on Facebook during the Essence Festival, he needs to fire his sound man. And he had even made comments during the fest because the mic kept going out. So I don't know if if Teddy just, I don't know, Jarvis, 
if he done messed up, if it's, if it's the ghost of Michael Jackson, I don't know. He Maybe he didn't pay Michael all his money. I don't know what happened. But Teddy needs to stop. And I was like, what is he doing? It was and just too even much. worse. It's even worse to be a super producer. Sound is your thing. You got one job. Correct. Like when we go into the studio. And it's sound. And the thing about it, this was just a live battle, Teddy. You didn't need all of that. Mm -hmm. You could have whipped out your iPhone and put on the title ad, boo-boo, and just made a playlist. I just, I I didn't know what And you know, I don't know if you saw uh, DJ Premier and Arisa, but I knew I was going to be in, you know, in the number for that one. Mm -hmm. And all they did, and same thing with uh, T-Pain and Lil Jon, (laughs) Play the hits back and forth. You can interject some personality, but the hits will speak for themselves. And in the RZA and DJ Premier battle, RZA was having some sound issues, but maybe it was in his presentation. He was he was kind of humble about it, like, hey, y'all, you know, trying to get it together. Hold on. He's like, go ahead, Primo. Let me, I'm going to be right back. You know what I'm saying? So you could kind of mm-hmm. forgive it or whatever. And it ended up going over two hours. It was perfect. But... All you needed was the hits. The hits will speak for themselves. And Teddy got hits. Teddy got hits. But let me tell you who saved the day as usual. Who you think decided to do a live about maybe an hour later and played their hits back to back. None other than his name name is (laughs) D-Nice. D-Nice just, I don't know what we all need to do as a community, the culture, to just give this man his flowers while he's here. Because I just, I was like, no, he did not. He started a little live, and baby, when I say he played back-to-back baby face, and Teddy Riley hits. You know, he's, you know, and, and his name is D-Nice. Yes, nice he was. Guy. He, so you know what? Let me, he was nice with it. He did it for, and he played their hits. I want to say at least, at minimum, an hour. And I was just like, "This, that's this all we wanted. That's this all we wanted, wanted, Teddy." Like, you know, it ain't no battle for real, bro. Ain't no winner. <laughs> I don't know who scared him, girl, but I don't know. He thought maybe Red from the Five Heartbeats was producing it and was going <laughs> to hang him off the ledge because I mean he just was doing too much I mean I just I just couldn't believe it I I didn't understand what had gotten into him it was just ridiculous and to me he seemed nervous I don't know yeah yeah I think he was shook I mean look you're going up against babyface don't get me wrong Teddy Riley yes New Jack Swing yes but baby Mm -hmm. you know everybody from Madonna to Eric Clapton I mean it's it could be intimidating I will give him that right but at the end of the day, let your music speak for itself. That's all anybody ever wanted. And there are right. some people out there who don't feel babyface. I guarantee you somebody would have would have been all on New Jack Swing and would have all been all on Teddy Riley. Teddy won, Teddy won. He'd have got that. He would have got that. When um D Nice played guy I like, I had even comment. I said, Well, Teddy would have got 10 points right there. Right. I like to feel the jam to this. They don't yeah. let our light come on. And and child, that with uh, Rex and Effect, girl, come on now. Exactly. He would have been in there. He would at least but be singing with him. <laughs> right, but I'm glad you did mention a good point just for the little youngsters that really don't know about Babyface. His catalog, though, is insane. And I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought up his hits with Eric Clapton and Madonna when he did Take a Bow and when he did Change the World with Eric Clapton. I mean... Face ain't nothing to play with. Now, I kept saying to myself, they need to call Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, see if they busy. You know, <laughs> let's just let Teddy go do what he got to do, you know, because it wasn't working. I'm like, does somebody get Jam and Lewis on the phone? And then we can see us a battle at that point. A you real know? battle, huh? Right, because I'm like, just let Teddy do Teddy and maybe, you know, he could do a little live concert because I think that's what he really wanted to or do. You know what you know? Dope. I don't know if they would have done it, but Babyface against L.A. Reed. Ooh. But see, the only thing, and the thing is, I kept, when I say I was making comments, even Tony Braxton was in the live roasting. It was insane. <laughs> Tyrese was roasting. It was so funny. I, I just think the entertainment, honestly, was the comments. 
And I kept doing hashtag LaFace a lot too, because you know, at one point, LaFace Records was like the label. Like, if you weren't on LaFace, you weren't on a label. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, I mean, we know TLC had their problems, but minus that. Miss Murphy. No, that may more have been Pebbles doing, but you know, LaFace was like the label for the longest, you mm-hmm. know. So I don't know. It just. It was insane. I just think the memes, though, of course, the memes always win in the long run. The, the memes win the battles all the time. And the memes I loved the most was they got the picture of Teddy talking about if, you know, if this, if doing too much was a person. You know what? Uh, <laughs> one that I posted on the Q chat page last night was the Popeye's chicken sandwich against the Chick fil A. <laughs> they had baby face, was the Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> That had me crying for at least 10 minutes. I mean, <laughs> Lord, just, Teddy. I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I just, I, I was just so disappointed because I had been waiting for that battle for the longest. And mm. when they first canceled, they didn't say at first, you know, that Babyface had the virus. It didn't come out till like maybe a week later. Yeah, so when they yeah. it, I was like, well, this is great because obviously that means he's recovered, number one, which is a fabulous thing, but it was so disappointing. And the sad part is, Babyface, when he played the first song, everybody was commenting, Babyface won. <laughs> Look, you know what? Now, see, now that makes me think if the fa- if the first song people said he won, Teddy Riley went and unplugged something. That's what he did. <laughs> I kept saying, I was like, Teddy cheating, because after right. Babyface had played like three songs, and the first song that Babyface had played, I want to say, I think it was Bobby Brown. Um, I know he did like um, I think my prerogative. Then he did um, something. Don't be cruel. One of them, and then mm-hmm. he did the deal two occasions, which you know is still the jam. Then he did another Bobby Brown song, and that alone he had one. Bobby Brown should have got a, a a damn ribbon. Somebody should have went to Amazon and got him a little ribbon too, because Babyface had played two out of three of the songs as Bobby Brown songs. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, he who would have thought Bobby Brown would have saved the day? Bobby B. <laughs> but he started off with a lot of Bobby Brown songs. And the funniest thing, too, which I found this out during Essence when I saw Teddy Riley. I did not know prior. And I saw a lot of people comment, too. Teddy Riley had produced the show but by Dougie Fresh, which I knew that because, like I said, I learned during Essence. I did not know prior. So when Teddy finally got ready to play something, he played that, mind you, the sound was horrible. But Babyface oh, being petty, he goes, when did you produce that? What were you, 12? And I was oh. like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Girl, let me find out Mr. Evans is that petty. Girl, a lot of people, I guess, in the industry was commenting like, oh baby, he ain't, no, he ain't nothing nice. So I was like, you go ahead with the pettiness. Really? <laughs> It was so funny. Everybody was commenting like, oh my God. And the thing is, if this was a boxing match, Face would have been the boxer. You know, that just has that stone cold look and the mm-hmm. look alone just intimidates everybody watching because he was so smooth. It just He was just sitting there just smooth as can be. Like, he was so unbothered. It was just like he was ready. His sound was impeccable. And Teddy was just sitting there with all these people. It was really made him look like the youngin. You know, and the funny thing is, I really need to Google. I'm just like, they can't be that far in age, but he really did school him like he was a child. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I was thinking back to the new edition movie, Mm -hmm. and you know, when Bobby because Bobby reached out to Teddy Riley, right? Um, Right, and so there it seemed to be a significant enough difference in age Uh, to me I thought the movie was saying that you know truly Teddy was the new sound true true you're right and baby face you know kind of was the old R&B love you know crooner type of thing right you're right he's a crooner you're right about that because Teddy you know like I said the new Jack Swing sound definitely is nothing to sleep on but you know face is like baby face you know (laughs) And at the end of the day, it's timeless. It you is. Know. His music is timeless. And, you know, I think the difference is Teddy, to me, represents a particular time period. Exactly. And that's nothing negative at all. Not no, 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 no. But you need when, a leather baseball jacket and a leather hat. 
Right, because when I saw Teddy Riley at Essence, and when I say he covered the majority of his catalog, and that's when he pulled out all the singers, I didn't even know he had produced SWV Week, um, Keith Sweat, I Want Her, because all these people came out. And the whole time, I'm sitting there like, wow, I felt like I was sitting in a, getting a music lesson. I was like, oh, right, right. I didn't know he produced all of this. You know, because <laughs> all I associated him was, you know, Guy and obviously Blackstreet, and I knew he obviously did those Michael Jackson songs, but you know, I mean, he has an intensive catalog too, but you know, yeah, face, face, yeah. you know, but he got school last night, but he claims that um they're still going to try and do this again, which I'm like, okay. That's indeed. He'll lucky face show up this time because you know, know he ain't got time to waste. Exactly. Babyface was just so smooth with it, though. I was just so proud of him. But um, moving on, so still sticking with this whole virtual situations that are happening with this whole quarantining and chilling. I know you mentioned something interesting to me that there's virtual strip clubs. What's that virtual about? Virtual strip clubs. So basically you um, and a lot of people are using this type of platform. You can send like a cash app or something like that wow. to get the link to go in wow. and then you can tip you know, as you're in there, but it'd be a private link sent to you. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my thing. <laughs> I don't mind a good stripper. I don't. Right, right. Strip club. However, to me, one of the main things about, you know, strippers at a strip club is that you get all your senses, you know, engaged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the main one being touch and, you know, being able to have her, you know, dance or lap dance or blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, or even... To see her, I mean, what if the the you know phone is one thing, but to see somebody you know descend from the pole in a helicopter, you know that you can't beat that in person. So right. at this point, to me, it's just a vid- a rap video, really, you know, because the girls these days in rap videos barely have anything on. Right, they're practically naked. <laughs> yeah. So what are you paying for, unless you you are you know kind of noble and out of the goodness of your heart? you are saying, hey, I want to keep them employed, you know, so I'm going to give them some money, but I think that falls short for me. Right. The virtual club. And this may seem like a weird comment, but is it kind of bordering on porn when it's like you're watching a virtual strip session? (laughs) (laughs) It's It's a a little... Because it's like, okay. It is, you know, porn hubbish. Oh, my God, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say that because I'm like, I'm smelling porn hubby. You know, like it sounds like porn hubby. You're absolutely right. And I'm not judging. I don't judge people, but I'm just saying, it sounds a little Mm -hmm. porn hubbish, you know. I mean, okay. But a lot of people are using the virtual world. You know, I know a lot of uh, physical trainers that Mm -hmm. are kind of doing the same thing send a cash app you'll get a private link right uh, to like a zoom or something like that um and I understand you got to keep the hustle going you got to keep the hustle going um I haven't participated in anything like that yet because for me um working out especially has always been an an away from the house type of thing right and I've tried I've done a little bit in here but it still isn't the same like when I could just go to the park or go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to get over that. I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't know. It's just certain things I feel like it's just, you can't replicate it. Like you can't, you know, it's just, I don't mm-hmm. know. That's a kind of sad part about all of this. Now, um, another interesting thing that came up. So of course, you know, D nice set the tone for the whole DJs, you know, during their lives. So, he set the tone on a lot of people, you know, obviously not on his level, have repeated this, and now they're doing their lives. Now, Kid Capri, he brought up an interesting point. He did a post, like, maybe three weeks ago, I would say, saying that he had an issue with some DJs asking for money, putting their cash apps up. So what mm-hmm. is your take on that? To me, it might depend on who's doing it. hmm I, you know, and I hate to count anybody's pockets because I could be all, mm-hmm. but Kid Free, D-Nice, RZA, Premier, they may be able to stick it out right. much longer than your local or even regional DJ whose life was gig dependent, mm-hmm. you know, 
Kid Capri might be able to turn down a gig here and there or don't have to take every gig that come his way. Um, Kid Capri might be able to lay it down for a couple of months and his family be okay. Mm-hmm. But DJ, you know, who DJed at the Red Room every weekend and ain't no more Red Room. Right. I don't mind it. Right. You know, I, 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 I can honestly say I don't. Now, am I giving everybody that got their cash app up? No. <laughs> right. But my hope is that, and I, you know, I have given, actually not to any DJs though, but to some other causes, but my hope is that some, you know, that everybody's heart who can give, gives to something. And if we all kind of just give to something, then we should cover all the bases. So I just think that's easy for Kia Capri to say. Now, I might could see, you know, if DJ Khaled had his cash app up, then we might be like, go ahead and sit down somewhere. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like, like there are a lot of people gig dependent and there are no gigs. Right. So I, bands that are doing a lot of local New Orleans bands are doing it they're getting creative like if people have a an anniversary or a birthday you can you know cash app them a little something Mm -hmm. and they'll either go live with that person or send them a personalized video of music like they're getting creative but those people have families too you know and and you you have to you know as they say get it how you live so right him what might seem like begging or you know, unprofessional for somebody else, even if they get $40 in cash app that day, that's a, that's a little something. Y'all can get something to eat and try it again tomorrow, you know. That's true. And honestly, Uh that's how gig life works. You know, I mean, when, before this happened, that's literally how gig life works. You know, you may just pull $40 that one day, maybe pull 200 the next, you know, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought about it once he posted it because I'm not going to name this particular singer, but this particular R&B singer who I'm actually a fan of, he had his mm-hmm. cash app pinned and he was like, serious, he pinned his, okay? And I was like, um, huh. I was like, really? For real? Um, I know you got more coins and I, like I said, I'm not trying to- Come on now, yeah. I, like, I just was kind of taken aback. You know, but I wonder. You know, it's it's funny that you bring it up. I wonder if other people, because not everybody has jumped on the live bandwagon, and I wonder if they feel like, look, I get paid to sing or perform, so I ain't. You know, because one of my favorites, and I'm gonna say his name because he didn't do the cash app thing, but Maxwell, we have been begging him to go live, mm-hmm. and so he ended up putting posts like, "I'm not going live," mm. like he said. So he said, so what he's been doing is kind of freestyle recording mm-hmm. and then putting the recordings up for free. I will give him yeah. that. But it's just kind of like, so at first I was like, well, Maxwell, we know you can sing. We know your mic is on. We know that yeah, ain't it. You know, because I've been to him, his concert live and that boy can sing. Okay. Hello and good evening. Yes. So I'm wondering if he kind of feels like, look, I, you know, I put on me, I still tour. I ain't about to be out here, <laughs> you know, performing live for free. And I, I don't know. I, now that you say that, I'm like, I wonder if that's what it is because I don't see Maxwell having any other reason not to just, hmm. you know, he could give us a chorus right. and we'd be straight, right? You know. But I, but he said in one post, he was like, I don't take this lightly. I have friends and family. Um, that are affected and he's like and I just don't have this you know spirit in me to be like be live and jovial he's like I get it and if other people that's doing that you know I, I appreciate it he's like but I don't have it in me so I'm like okay I could roll with that but I don't know right now if that's his reason I totally get it I mean I went through that phase even with recording these podcasts I was so happy I had recorded a bunch in advance because I was not feeling anything at one point but, mm-hmm. you know if that's his reasoning I get it 100% you know so yeah but for me personally like you know when um when the when um Kid Capri said it like I felt him only because when this particular R&B singer like I said I don't really want to say his name I'll tell you after the recording I was kind of like what <laughs> you know because I mean he it's so cash app that's what I'm saying he didn't just have the cash <laughs> app up he pinned it and he was serious and I was just like 
Why are you asking fans for money? I just, I don't know. I just. Well, let me ask you this. Is he top tier, middle tier, or bottom tier? Um, He's between bottom and middle, I'm going to be honest. And I'm one of his fans. Okay. Does he have any, like, hits, hits written? No. Yeah, he never, he's never been, like, a huge, he has his own following, but is he, like, one of these huge R&B singers, no. People know his name for sure. I will say that, but no. Okay. Like so he on the fence. Yeah. yeah he on the fence. So I, I don't know. I had mixed feelings about it. So, but on the flip side, I know that that person probably, I guess, all his money probably does come from touring, and I get that. But I don't know. It just left a bad taste in my my mouth. I'm not gonna. And right. Seen- he may, you know, and. He may could have used one of those other means like, hey, if anyone has a birthday, you know, it's hard to celebrate in these COVID-19 times. I'm doing personal messages. He, you know, may could have tried something like that where you feel like you're getting a service for, you know, for it, you know, and, you know, understandably, like you said, if he has a tour life and that money isn't coming in, you know, I get it. But like like you also said, if you're of a certain name, you kind of cross the line of being able to virtually panhandle in, in a certain way. You know? I actually so, said that that's a good way to describe it, virtually panhandling, because it just, I don't know, it just kind of turned me off. And I've seen other R&B singers do a lot of lives. I know um, Anthony Hamilton did a nice one. I've seen John B do a few of them. And he was taking requests. Like, he had it, like, in his comments, you know, like, if the request, you know, he was setting that up. I know Charlie Wilson has done some. You know, I know Erica mm-hmm. Badu. A lot of people have done it, and they weren't, you know, pinning a I I follow this this Angolan singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been a fan of his for a while. Um, so his native language is Portuguese, but... He went live and he was asking people to, you know, send him American like mm. requests. And when I tell you he sang Usher and he sang Sweet Lady and he sang Jagged Edge, like it was so cool. Like people are coming up with such creative ways to show you the extent of their right. talents. You know, I never would have guessed. Not I, he's very big in Angola. He's pretty much the Angolan okay. Usher and probably has been out just as long or close okay. to it. Um, so he tours, he got them, you know, the money, he got the chicks, he got the clothes, all of that. Um, but to hear him, you know, sing in English, you know, American songs, you know, some of them I wasn't even sure if he knew, you know what I'm saying? And then they had to kind of translate them. So people would put them in the comments and his boy was putting them in the Portuguese mm-hmm. translator. And so when he would hear the Portuguese, he's like, oh, then he would kind of do the melody like, hoo, hoo, hoo. I, we was like, yeah, that's right, it, that's right, it. Right. <laughs> so it was just really, really cool. You know, people are finding ways to, I think people will make new fans and new audiences and broaden themselves. Like, this is the time to do that. Everyone is sitting down. They may not want to, they may have issue with it, but at the end of the day, no, people are talking mess about reopening and blah blah. Hadn't happened yet. Everybody sitting down. This is right. the time. And so, you know, find a way for whatever that thing is. You know, we always talk about this. Whatever that thing is, this is the time to be promote, promote, promote. <laughs> I just saw um Jessica Dupart, the uh real BB Judy. She was like, Look, you ain't gonna have a better time than now. The world is sitting down. Do it now, really? you know. Post, 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 promote, promote, promote. You'll have a reason not. I mean, to. that's true. And that's, and <clears throat> excuse me, and that's coming from on my perspective, a small business owner. I have done so much work in this time period. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. phenomenal, honestly. You know, minus the real situation, obviously, but just right, on a creativity right. level, I've had so many ideas. Okay. <laughs> My podcast alone, I feel, has grown in this time period because absolutely, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, come on, mm-hmm. it's like to me, it, this is a time for the podcasters alone because people are listening. Okay, you know, right. record those episodes. If you're thinking about doing one, go ahead and start it now. Why not? You know, and one thing about podcasting alone. Yeah, maybe oversaturated, but there's room for everybody. So this has been a good time. You know, my other small business, I took a break from it because, like, mentally, I literally could not touch it. Okay, like I could, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. could not wrap my mind about around working on it. 
but once I got out of myself, okay, and as you know, I had family affected by this, so that had taken over. I just really couldn't just right. Um, once that had kind of, you know, I finally got out of my own way, you know, now I'm like back at work, like as far as with my business, with my online store, and it's felt great. And I'm excited. I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, like, you know, it felt like Rocky. Because you know, <laughs> this is the time, you know? And so that's why, like, Instagram alone, like, just the live and seeing the creativity. I love it. I've seen um, a few people. They've been posting quizzes, which I thought was so cute. Um, just different things to be creative. And I just think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like, even on my Chat page last week, because um, I have, like I said, I, it's, this is so ironic, okay? So I have three Instagram pages. I have my personal page, which I'm real funny about social media as far as, like, my personal pages. I really, truly always don't have many followers on purpose because I do post things to my children, and I'm funny about that. Right. So I have that mm-hmm. page, which, of course, you know, is kind of limited even on what I say on that one. Um, it's like I have different things for different ones. Then I have my business page, you know, Queen's Law which has like over 1800 followers, but then there's the cute chat, which has about, I think I checked it today. It's like maybe 320 or something, but they're the most interactive people. <laughs> so recently mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. been posting like little interactive questions and it's just, it's just awesome just to talk to other people, you know, in general, because obviously we're stuck in our homes, you know, if we're following the order correctly, you know, we're in right. Homes, <laughs> best time too to just interact with people get people's opinions it's like get some conversations going so you know that's a cool thing but you know like I said Instagram alone I don't know like if there's some stock in Instagram or whatever but Instagram has been like a huge 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 part of this quarantine and it's been absolutely it's been fascinating now um another thing I want to bring up now I know besides Instagram obviously another online tool that I think has been very vital is actually Netflix. So Netflix in quarantine, I think is a huge thing. So this is something interesting that um, I stumbled across. So with Netflix, I feel like I personally get excited when like the new shows come out now because obviously there's nothing else to do really. So like when Ozark came out, I watched season three within a few hours, which I regretted later because I was like, okay, maybe I should have just paced myself because now I had totally ruined my excitement because I was like, it was so good. But um, a new show that actually just came out on Netflix this past Friday was Black SF by Kenya Barris. And I don't know if you had a chance to see it yet. Um, but, you know, obviously he's the creator of Blackish, Grownish, and Mixish. So I don't know if you've seen it yet. Have you had a chance to stumble across it yet, Courtney? And I thought it was going to be so funny. But it was me to me. So same here because, you know, I'm all about my culture. So I was like one of the people that was like, oh, my God, it came out. And I couldn't get past episode one. I, You know, like I said, I may try mm-hmm. and sit through it today, but I cannot get past episode one. I felt like it was basically greater value black it black is right right exactly and um somebody the king of reads on youtube i was watching him last night and when i say he broke this down in a way that i couldn't do anything but clap for him he basically broke down that he said he's no longer supporting anything that this man produces because he's like he's tired of seeing the same premise of the darker skin father and that the light too. skin mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, he said that child, he, he brought chills on my spine only because he broke it down. He, he started naming so many it's other all shows of them. that's done it. It's that all I never of them. Yes. And I was like, wow. Because I'm not going to lie. I kind of questioned that too when I saw the previews to it. I was like, why? Okay, first you pulled Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish. Now we gotta go. Mm-hmm. Who plays white? I mean, shout out to her, but she has been in movies where if you did not know her lineage, you would assume she was just white right. with the rest of them in the in the cast. 
Correct. So I was like, what? I, and I you just, know what? I, I, I feel his point on that. But for me, it was just the actual writing. Like the punchlines, I was like, eh, you know. I, I couldn't get into any of it. And I just, I don't know. Like, I really cannot get into it. Like I said, it may not be a fair assessment on my end simply because I couldn't get through episode one. So, like I said, I will try and I'm not promising. Oh, no, you're right up the alley. I turned off. Well, first of all, they were running the promo. And I was like, nah. And then I kind of ran out of stuff to watch. I was like, you know. And so one of the promos, they must have strung together the, like, four funniest clips. I said, you know what? Okay, on this promo, I'm going to go watch it. Turned on mm-hmm. one. I was like, ooh, uh-uh. Turned it off. I said, no, Courtney, come on, stick it out. And then I made it to like right. episode. And one of the main reasons why I made it to episode, like the beginning of episode four, is because I was braiding my daughter's hair. <laughs> so it just kind of stayed <laughs> on by possible. default. Um, right. And there were parts that was like, ah, you know, but nothing. I was like, ooh, yes. No. I just, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. Kenya is extremely dry. And I know they said, and here's the thing, I'm into mm-hmm. dry humor. So I'm not even trying to act like, because my, my sense of humor is very different. So it's not even that. I just could not, I wasn't feeling him. He seemed like he only wanted to be my there. Thing, I was just like. You know what? It's, it's kind of that thing where every rapper wants to play ball. Every ball player wants to rap. Every director wants to act. Every actor wants to direct. That ain't for everybody. You know, sometimes you'll lose your lane. But I'm just, and maybe. But I'm, but I'm so confused because I'm like, why replicate your own mm-hmm. show? That's the thing that I'm like. That I can't understand, and I don't know if he's thinking like he's trying to do the. That's Larry what I was David thinking. Thing, it seemed like he was con- trying to do the Larry David thing mixed with um. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I, I'm not gonna think of the name of it now. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't work. It just didn't work for me. No. Now my. My soon to be sister in law, my brother, they love it. Now that could be because she's mixed, <laughs> and my brother, you know, well, is my brother. Mm-hmm. But right, right. I'm like literally to me, like, and I could pick the same bone about you know the light skinned mother and all that. But for me, it came down to like pure writing. Even if I take all of that out and all the other implications, the actual writing, the actual, you know. It, that fell flat, even regardless of, you know, who was chosen, you know, to and cast it. I just, and, but you know, one thing I did that I took away as far as casting was the darker daughter, because I've seen families mm-hmm. like that, where their children are the complete rainbow, you know, from the lightest child right. to the darkest. So that I kind of appreciated because that can happen. You can get you a mix. Girl, you know, because a lot of you know our brothers, they think they as long as you know the girl is of a certain you know skin tone and certain hair texture, their children gonna come out a certain way. But that's not always true. (laughs) So there you have it. But yeah, to me, it was just the actual like writing. And then he kept saying, "I hate white people. I hate white people." I just was like, "Mm." I mean, I guess, but no. Married to a mixed woman. I mean, I'm just, I'm so over the shenanigans. I mean, I I just, I really can't. I just, you know, I didn't care for it. Okay. And when I first saw the previews, I did have a side eye because I'm like, okay, we doing this again, getting like the whitest of the Mm -hmm. black woman you can find. Like, I'm like, truly over that. Um, So that already was in the back of my mind. But when I saw the King of Reads YouTube and he broke it down and he took it on a different level that I couldn't help but marinate my thoughts on. I'm mm-hmm. like, he's absolutely right. Like, I'm talking this, you know? I mean, and it's really sad, and I know we've kind of touched on this briefly in other recordings, but it's like, I get trying to wipe Exactly. Out, you know, oh, and I'm you know, like, like, I mean, I feel like they've been doing, Tisha Campbell has been everybody's wife and mother. I mean, because 
<laughs> oh, King of Reeds mentioned that. He mentioned her. He mentioned how she was in Martin and how she was in My Wife and Kids. He mentioned that. And I was like, he even mentioned the prop mm-hmm. family. You know, and it's true. Like, it's the same setup on every show. Um, the majority of them, but it's just like really, I don't know. Like, I, and you I know, people are ripping the RZA you know? a, a new one over his movie that he shot here in New Orleans. You know, it's supposed to be about people from New Orleans, and it's pr- looked pretty much mm-hmm. like three three Puerto Rican women he pulled from somewhere. Like, what? What have you ever? Mm-hmm. Well, and you and obviously the, the answer to this is no, because you board. certainly haven't ridden around the Ninth Ward or the Seventh Ward when it was the Ninth Ward or the Seventh Ward. Because that ain't it. Right, I was just about to say that. Right, like, what war did you go in? Because, um, really? No. Um, no, see, I'm, I, I am tired of it, you know. And we could, you know, we were famous for pulling other topics that we could talk about in the future. Oh, colorism I mean, is, is on the list. It's on the list. Yeah, we got to do colorism. Because if I had a dollar for every time people have told me, oh, you're so Tell me about a skin woman, it's like, you might as well spit in my mm-hmm. face instead because I'm like, that's not a mm-hmm. compliment to me. I don't like it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. And I've gotten that from all of Right. The Black people floor. themselves, I man. I, I had never really gated, you know, no chocolate system, you know, to you. Oh, okay. Um, but shout out to Kelly Rowland's new video. You want some melanin? Go check that out. <laughs> Coffee. Exactly. Exactly, you know, so I don't know. I'm getting tired of it. So, I like I said, I don't even know if I could stomach watching past any more of it now that I think about it. You know, like I said, I tried to give episode one a chance. I couldn't do it. And I don't know, like I said, I'm all for dry humor. I just, I could not get into mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. just me, you know. Maybe I'll see where it goes because I'm in, like, this Netflix group on Facebook and some people were like, oh, you know, it's just dry humor, but the majority of people didn't like it, but the ones who did, that's all they kept stressing on. Let's try Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. And look, I can do, look, so, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, I, I'm a huge fan, so that's not a, it. <laughs> it's that, and that's my thing, like, because I watch stuff like that. I think Larry hilarious. He, all he has to do is just be okay. on the screen. <laughs> and I'm laughing. Exactly. Like, he's extremely funny. You know, like even 30 Rock, which is one of my favorite shows, to me, that had mm-hmm, a lot of dry mm-hmm. humor that you had to catch certain things to laugh at. But this show, I just couldn't get with it. I'm sorry. Like, you know, A for effort. No, I don't even give him an A for effort because I don't know what the hell he's trying to do. Because <laughs> because when King of Reese broke down, like, okay, this is a recurrent thing with all of his shows, too, on top of that, I was like, yeah. Because, you know, even Blackish, there's a few things with Blackish, and I stick with Blackish. I still watch it, but. You know, sometimes I don't feel like Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross has much chemistry sometimes. I just kind of really? feel like they were just kind of thrown together. I don't feel that chemistry huh. all the time. And, you know, honestly, I think only because when they had that story arc where they were about to get divorced, I was like, so I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like the story plot at all. So I think maybe I'm still kind of like, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I was I don't like, you know, I didn't like the storyline at all, you know, and I give him a, I give the writers credit for the fact that, okay, at least you're showing that marriage right. is not perfect. And I do get that. And I'm sure there's plenty of married people that are still together that probably have some stages for us. Like, right, oh, right. And I get that, but. I don't know. It just kind of changed a little bit for me, and I just, you know, when I watch it now, I watch it just because I think it's more obligation. <laughs> you know, but you know, but I do love mixes. I think it's now Tika Sumter is the mother on there, huh? But you know, the funny thing about that is when they casted her for mixes, everyone was pointing out, "Wait a minute, that the older mother is light skinned in blackish, which she was, because she's played by Anna Devere Smith, who obviously doesn't look like Tika Sumter. <laughs> so I don't know. What, I, I don't know what you know. I don't know if he was trying to make up, I, I, uh, throwing her in there. I don't know. It just it just wasn't conducive. Okay. That was the only thing. Yeah, and I guess what when you say that, that's but, absolutely right. So you know, it was a, it was a little weird. I don't know, but you know, like I said, other than that, I do love mixes. So I personally, I like Romish. You know. I do like Ronis too, actually. I feel hella old when I watch it because, I mean, I, 
you know, <laughs> I haven't been in college in like over 20 years, but you know, I do like the show, you know, but I I can get when people bring up a lot of the colorism colorism issues, you know, with Kenya Barris and his creations, you know, which it's it's mm-hmm. interesting to see. So moving forward from that, obviously, unfortunately, I guess we gotta talk about oh now, lord, you know, <laughs> oh. you know, this is a horrible time right now for our country. We're in this pandemic, and for those of you that don't know. COVID-19 is referring to 2019, okay? This started in 2019, people. You know, I just want to throw that out there. Like, okay, y'all president is the cause of this. I'm sorry, that's me. You know, like, this could have, things could have been mm-hmm. way different. Okay, it ain't COVID-20, it's COVID-19. Right, right. Okay, so just throwing that out there. So, um, what are your thoughts you- on the president and see this this last week and his tweets and I I'm so angry that I just I'm almost numb you know you Mm. really are and it's so oh my god like he's sitting up there tweeting oh liberate this state liberate that state you know, urging people pretty much to break the law. Number one, the president of the United States is urging people to break the law, one. And then two, every, especially news station has a ticker at the bottom of the screen now, right? With COVID-19 information. So on the screen, you have your president saying break protocol and under it, you have the numbers of deaths, sick, unrecovered, new cases reported. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, are you kidding? Like, I just... I, I, I'm speechless. I'm angry. I'm like, at the end of the day, it like my, my thing now is like, Lord, you know, we've been kind of asking of you to have your vengeance <laughs> to, you know, kind of vindicate right. us from this man. If it doesn't happen now, then when, then when I know. It is an insane situation, you know, like I, I haven't met, I don't know if I mentioned on a podcast, but um, both of my parents actually have COVID-19, you know, like my mom has been in the hospital oh. for two weeks. Um, They are working on her release and don't get me wrong. I really thought I was about to oh. lose my mother. So I'm infuriated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I just really have a hard time even processing, honestly, that this is a situation that we're in. It is completely unbelievable. Um, anytime my 76-year-old mother and my 81-year-old father contracted this, that's when I was right. much done. I um, just had one of my customers from Queens Law who I was actually trying to meet um, the Sunday before Mardi Gras to give her a free pair of earrings. Found out she passed away. Oh Lord! Um, I've had three friends lose their parents within about Mm. five days. So, just the thought of this—that this this—I can't even—I don't even know what to refer to him as. Man is being too generous. That he, this individual, is so just oblivious to what is happening. It's shameful. It's disgusting. It's deplorable. You know, he has blood on his hands. And I just I just don't know how to even put this into words. And then this whole, we're reopening certain states. Like, this is not the 7-Eleven. Right. Like, these are people's lives. Like, what are you doing? And Dr. Oz, I lost Oh, yeah. And I didn't know he was such a video. contributor to Fox News, or I would have never... I didn't know that either, but when I say I'm done with him, when he said, you know, reopening the schools is the best thing and it would only be two to three percent deaths, I'm done with him. Um, me personally, my I have two more children. Um, it was unfortunate, like I said, my oldest, his senior year was pretty much de- destroyed mm-hmm. by this. Um, but my two other children that are still in school, I have a daughter who would be entering the 11th grade. Um, in the next school year, and I have a soon-to-be sixth grader. If anything, my sixth grader is not going back to school. I will. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say there's K through twelve online. So, 
Right. He's never stepping foot in a public school. You know, as a parent, it was already scary for me with the school shootings, especially where I live at, because I live in the Burbs, Mm -hmm. air quotes. Okay. So I've had incidences where even my my fifth grader, actually, the school was locked down a few months ago because they had someone brandishing a gun Mm. in the neighborhood. Parents obviously couldn't go to the school. The school was locked down for several hours. Um, I've had my, the, the high school that my two older children was at, there's been several times in these past few school years where it's like, you'll get a robocall from the principal regarding a school threat. Or one time my child called me one morning, her and my son were on the way to school. And she's like, oh, there's a room in that. Um, somebody's going to show up to school. I was like, well, y'all need to turn home. around and come mm-hmm. home. There was one incident last year, this past school year, where there was another school shooting rumor and school was literally the parents were able to keep their children home for I want to say maybe a day or two and they weren't counting it against the kids because that's how imminent this wow that alone and I was already like okay you need to homeschool your kids right so this is it my children are going to be homeschooled I mean as far as my my teenager I know it's going to be a hard conversation because she she wants to experience her junior and senior year and I I understand mm-hmm. But it is a shame that this is the state that we live in now. But I can't, I cannot mentally send my children back into school with all these issues. And I don't, I don't want to contract at all. Virus. Girl, that's it's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want it. I don't care about survival rate. I don't care about age and you will most likely blah, blah, blah. That matters not to me. I don't want it in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to contract it and have to fight back mm-hmm. or from mm-hmm. it. Okay, like I said, my mom is supposed to be, you know, they're discussing releasing her from the hospital, but it's not like she's just coming home. Exactly. Home. She is going to be bedridden. She's going to have to have physical therapy. She's going to still have to have an oxygen machine at the house. She's going to have to have a nurse come over every day. Like, this is not mm-hmm. a game. Okay, so and like I said, I have asthma. I can't sneeze a cough without a damn they're about to have an anxiety attack like, mm-hmm. you know and I I really leave the house I only left the house last Saturday I had to get a prescription you know I had no choice and you know obviously that's the drive through but I had my Lysol with me and I'm spraying I know that's and right damn about to choke and kill myself because I'm inhaling Lysol <laughs> I rather inhale the Lysol than mm-hmm. the room you know it, it's, it's just it's just a shame like I literally question myself the days I muster up the nerve to go outside because, you know, there's all these different rumors. Oh, it's airborne. I don't know what to think. So, you know, like I said, this cheesy cheeso whatever in chief is a joke. And I just wonder, it's just really sad. I feel like he's still got some followers that's just, they, they don't see any wrong with him. I do feel that they're completely uneducated though, but I think it's really sad. People are still not following the orders as far as the states that have not been quote unquote up for reopen. I think I feel like people still aren't listening. I mean, the cases are off the chart. They just said Florida had like, I want to say 1400 new cases Saturday, but then again, they just reopened the beaches and they said they were packed. So it's really sad. And that's one of the reasons why for me and my kids, we're not going to be able to resume to life as normal because of these other people. So who knows who you'll be in, interacting mm-hmm. with. So this is, I don't know, like I said, life, life has changed and people change. need to get on board. We will be okay. Humans have made it through before and you'll do it again, but you got, you have to learn from the past. And, and this is just something we don't do. I mean, we don't do that very well. We do not learn from the past well. We don't, and and it's History. even recent past. You know, the countries that just went through this, like say, oh, a month ago. I'm not even talking about hundreds of years ago, which we can learn from that as well. But just a couple of weeks ago, right. your countries were going through this, and they're saying, hey, don't make our mistake. You know, and they're going mm-hmm. through second waves. That's almost that's always or almost always more devastating than the first. You know, like right. I don't know. I don't know. It's just history tends to repeat itself on so many levels. And you know, like I said, this is a very sad situation. I just, I don't know what to think. I mean, I don't even know when I'll be able to even see my parents again, quite mm-hmm. frankly. 
No, I mean, this is still going on. I mean, even my dad, when he called me yesterday to tell me, you know, about my mom's progress, you know, he's like, well, you know, when she comes home, you're not going to be able to come because of your asthma is what he, you know, he pointed mm-hmm. that out. <laughs> that alone, like I said, I, I, dealing with asthma for people that had have no clue what that's like. First of all, I did not develop asthma until maybe a decade mm. ago. Okay. I was, I didn't have childhood asthma, you know, so that's the thing that's already weird when you get older and you start developing ailments, but, you know, asthma was just like, what, what, you know, like, it just was insane. I had something called pleurisy. That's when your lungs are literally swollen. It's the most painful thing in the world. I had that about 10 years ago. I was so sick. I couldn't leave my sofa for about two days to get to the doctor. So I see how someone could be so sick that they can't really seek treatment. Like, I literally couldn't move for, like, two days. I just stayed up. I was so sick. And when I finally mustered up the energy to get to the doctor, that's when they did this x-ray of my lungs. I had to have something. um, They injected something in me that, like, heats up so that they can visualize things on the x-ray. And they say, oh, you know, you have pleurisy. It's like an infection. Your lungs are swollen. That's why you're in so much pain. And then I had got bronchitis that same month. Oh, my goodness. My has, yes, my breathing has never been the same since. So that alone is scary. Absolutely. Okay? I deal with that on a daily basis. Okay, I have two inhalers, and I also take meds. It's no joke. So even when people that may listen to the podcast, if y'all thinking, oh, she got this deep, sultry voice. No, I don't. I'm struggling. <laughs> to talk okay i'm not trying to be tony broxton i really don't have a deep sultry voice it's scratchy because i use albuterol on a daily basis and another um inhaler of of, of a steroid every day so i'm not trying to seduce anybody with my voice it's just heavy and (laughs) because it's damaged okay but it's it's no joke living with that so to deal with this because that's why I'm a huge texter. I really can't talk on the phone for long periods of time because I'm struggling to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I've been on the phone, people, and they know I'm trying to catch my breath. It's not. It's no joke. So that being said, this is scary, okay? I have other friends that have, that have respiratory issues, and we check in with, e- with each other. Right. Because a lot of us are freaking out. We're afraid because it's scary. So, you know, like I said, I just, it's so disappointing to see that we have no leadership. Mm. Mm-hmm. that's the part that just hurts the most I mean and I don't know if he's thinking oh I'm going to kill these people and just give them $1,200 no that's not <laughs> you know like what are you thinking like I, I guess I mean I'm just really tripping over this $1,200 it's just like he really thinks that this makes up for him mm-hmm. now yeah I'm going to take the money even though I have not received mine yet but yeah you we're know, still waiting around here too but that's neither here nor there right couldn't even get that right but I mean that this does not make up for anything okay and that's the part that I'm just not understanding and then I don't know what world he lives in too but you know for as far as people who truly have taken a financial hit 1200 is not gonna cover no you know just Mm -mm. no down not gonna cover people's rents and mortgages and car notes and all the food and you know yeah right and because food, you can't freeze food now. Utilities and every other company, yeah, they freezing everything now. But a lot of people, we about to have four and five hundred dollar bills. And then what? Mm-hmm. Right. So I just, I don't know. This is a debacle on so many levels, you know. But I'm just really disappointed, you know. I, I don't know. It was to the point where I was like, I can't even discuss COVID nineteen on the show anymore. But I'm glad I was able to get past that mental state, but. It's just, you know, like I said, it's very sad is all I can say. Um, the fact that my parents actually made it is like, I, like I said, I'm very numb to the entire situation. I can't, it's just like, cause it's so, it hurts so bad just the thought of this. And everyone now knows someone who has not made it, uh, who's had mm-hmm. it. And it's just like, this is insane. I mean, it's like, a, it, I don't know. It, it's just hard to... <laughs> to deal with for sure so i don't know yeah yeah so i know we all been stuck in the home so this is like a real superficial question probably but what is the first 
beauty essential service you think you'll participate in after this quarantine situation ends? Uh, I'm going to get my hair done. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been enjoying, you know, my natural state. Right. Uh, you know, I've and I've been doing my my maintenance and upkeep. I'm not gonna put it all on. You know, shout out to Sinclair Michelle who does my hair. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put it all on her to rectify however many weeks or months <laughs> of neglect. Right. Um, you know, I'm not doing that. But you know, I um I have a certain you know little style that I like, and uh, and I think. And it's so funny because I, that's, you know, that style, that's me in the rat race. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in the rat race. I guess I'm getting in tune with who I am when I'm not in the rat race, when I'm not, you know, doing that daily grind, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But if the rat race starts up again, then I need my rat race hair. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I know. I definitely would like a waxing, as painful as they are. I would like that <laughs> as soon as this is over. Oh, I want to color my hair, and I'm like, I, now there's a bee supply center in my house. I guess he feels it's essential. To my knowledge, he was open. I refuse to go there, though. Mm-hmm. Moments I'm having, I'm like, can't do it. It ain't worth it. You know, maybe wow. I'm buy some hair color off of Amazon, but... Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> I just want to wax. That's it. That's all I want. I want my skin to be smooth and hairless and I can move forward with my life, you know. Exactly. You know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, that that'll be my, you know, the hair salon Sinclair will be my first place. But I want my regimen is what I, you know, I want all the things that I had it built in my schedule. I want my eyebrow lady. You know what I'm saying? There are, I want a full I was going to get massages I need my full self-care regimen back right you know and when I do a full circuit that's when I'll feel complete (laughs) right I definitely would love to get a massage like that would be like awesome (laughs) like that would just Mm -hmm. the best thing in the world to go to massage envy and just get a, a you know a massage that would be freaking awesome hmm we can only hope, you know, who knows, but oh, but the dream. <laughs> when they reopen things, and I hate to use the term reopen because it really sounds like we're talking about 7-Elevens or... Right, right. <laughs> but once things resume back to normal, maybe that's the better way to put it. I'm still going to be sitting up in here at 14.06, waiting about a month. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Look, my husband and I were just talking about that. I said, oh, it's still going to be a lot, little while before Sister Kate hit it. I need to see how y'all do first. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be hitting the little social media streets to see how people faring out because mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. Um, so I don't know. This is, like I said, this is a strange situation, but hopefully at least we can all be groomed. I know all the men out there need their hair cut, you know, like my son's waves are impeccable now. I will say that because (laughs) so much hair (laughs) that he's working with. Yes, indeed. So his waves will be definitely swimming. You know, once this yeah, yeah, these guys needed to. I'm looking at some of some of these celeb guys that they done aged 25 years. Yeah, seeing that they can't go get Bijan and <laughs> and get the little paint done. I'm like, ooh, where Grandpa come from? Did you see um Puffy on um Instagram? <laughs> yes, yes, Sean is like the main one I'm talking about. Yeah, like, why? Like, did he look like Grandpappy? I was my grandpa. Yeah, I was like, this is interesting to see how he looks. You know, they all talk about what women look like in their real state. Yeah. You see the men, you know, y'all been playing a few tricks to Hello. <laughs> Hello. So thank you. You know, Paul Martin, they showed him yesterday. He did a little video on Martin Lawrence. And I was like, okay, Martin looked kind of I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is affecting the man's too. I said, look at here, look at here, look at here. Nah. Nah. 
<laughs> well, one last thing before we wrap up. What's what thing do you hope doesn't remain after this after things resume to normal? For me, it's the TikTok challenges. I'm sick of the don't rush challenge. <laughs> I really want TikTok to go down in the night wall with a pocket full of cash at like two, three in the morning. So and never make it back. Yeah, so it can be dealt with. I've had enough. So me personally, the lives can stay. I love the lives, even though I hate the notifications. I love the lives. Right. But TikTok, I can't take any more challenges personally. So what would you hope stays where it's at? For me, it's all of a sudden the brain teaser community. I don't care how many eggs you got, how many were fried, and did you boil them, how many you got left, and all that other kind of mess. First of all, they're they're rarely gr- grammatically correct. So Never. that's why people keep getting the answer wrong correct. because you don't know how to write it. Um, and number two, child, I'm not that bored. <laughs> I'm not that bored. Like, really, please let the brain teasers go down in flames i hear you well thank you everyone for listening to the cute chat this is as i've said in the past i'm a slightly biased i love the on the go episodes because we get to laugh and have fun even at a time like now we get to throw in our hair so do you have right, any, right. do you have any parting words miss courtney you know what i'm Today's parting words were don't or don't let the system dictate your life, your health and how long you are here. If it is best for you to stay in your house, stay in your house. Yes. And I have to second that one because like I said, as for me in my house over here for six, um, I probably won't be out till 2021 and I'm totally fine. Like I we go. It's not worth it, you know, and the funny thing is this marks a year that I went on the best vacation of my life to Cosmic, and all I can say is I'm thankful we went last year, because who knows if I'll ever (laughs) travel like that again, unfortunately, but this literally marks the um, anniversary of us going on a cruise. We were in Cozumel at this time last year. And I'm just like, man. And I'm on another cruise this year so bad. And I don't even care that Carnival cruises are like $5 to go to Europe. Like, I won't be booking anything. I'm not right. 2022. No, I'm, I'm good. You know, I just, I'm going to stick with everything. We to postpone our honeymoon. It was going to be this October. <laughs> will be next October so yeah yeah I do have to second that everyone please be safe and be smart like I don't care if whoever is telling you oh well it's just a flu oh you know I'm gonna still go out we gotta reopen no matter how many people die because that's basically what they're exactly especially you know I can't reiterate again with that comment about this two to three percent of children gonna die you know as a mother Mine won't be in that number. I'm sorry. Not, nope. So, you know, so I just, you know, I like the second that emotion, what Courtney just said. Just everyone, please be smart. You know, value yourself. Mm -hmm. Go love yourself, as I said. And in this case, loving yourself is valuing your life. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can't stress Mm -hmm. that enough. This virus is no joke. You know, it's serious. It's affected so many people. I've seen so many lives lost. You know, I've seen how it's Mm -hmm. even affected my parent who has been released from the hospital. She has a long, she has a road to recovery. Let's put it that way. So be smart, everyone. But once again, if no one has told you yet, I do love you. Please go love yourself. Value your life. And also don't be afraid to talk to anyone right now. If you're dealing with some anxiety, any problems, reach out to anyone that you can. You can definitely inbox me anytime. I have nothing but free time on my hands and I have a listening ear. So... (laughs) (laughs) you know so thank you guys for listening to the cute chat and if you have some free time on your hand go ahead and scroll past they're really cute and funny and the ones that aren't funny i feel they are informative and i actually have finally gotten out of my slight depression and i actually will be recording about four to five episodes this week so the cute chat is beating this thing so thank you guys for (laughs) listening and thank you miss courtney No problem, as always.